This playoff situation is fluid for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to play which one would you rather have happen with you? Playoffs or no playoffs if one makes changes happen and the other one doesn't. Talk to you in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we always thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder, we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page that is Locked On Jaguars. Make sure when you get there, you subscribe, hit the like button, and also hit the bell button to make sure that you receive any and every notification each and every time we drop an episode. And then wherever you get your podcast audio-wise, make sure that... You tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's the Game Time app. Shout out to the Everydayers for joining us here every single day, making yourself an Everyday. You can be one if you come back every single day too. All right, let's get into it here on Locked On Jaguars today. The show, the topics are as follows what would you want as fans now obviously if i just leave that question out there open-ended it is a super bowl championship and a chance to have sustained success over the next decade it's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about this year would you rather back into the playoffs with absolutely no chance at winning Or would you rather them barely miss the playoffs and by missing the playoffs, barely missing the playoffs, it sets off an alarm of disappointment that then elicits change, whether that's to Trent Baalke or some of the members of the coaching staff or both. It's an interesting question. Because you as fans, you always want to see this team do well. I know a small part of the fan base wants them to make the playoffs so they don't have to hear from everybody who tried to tell everyone, including me, that the Jaguars weren't as good as you thought they were. And we have to listen to them come back with the same old Jaguar stuff, right? And I know some fans just want to make the playoffs because making the playoffs for two years in a row is better than not making it for two years in a row. And that there's some value in teams putting together consecutive years of actually making the playoffs because it goes, you know, a long way into establishing that as a tradition. Everything that's a tradition started out with one or two or three. So eventually you think that that's something that you can build on if they make the playoffs in consecutive years. They've never done that, by the way, I don't believe. I don't believe they have. I don't think they've made the playoffs two years in a row. Um, so that's the question. That's the big question. The question is, which would you rather have happen? And the reason why this is not just some out of the blue, 
or some hypothetical that I just snatched out of midair. This is this way because the Titans won last night at Miami. You say, what does that have to do with Jacksonville? The Titans aren't going to be in the playoff hunt. No, but they can certainly spoil you from being in the playoff hunt because Jaguar, the Jaguars have to travel to Tennessee this year. And seeing that they just went in and beat one of the teams that are the favorites in the AFC, it means that they're capable of doing it. And that's something that we didn't believe was possible before last night or less less probable that that would happen because the Jaguars have four games left. They're sitting at eight and five. They essentially have a game and a half lead over both the Colts and the Texans. And the reason why I say it's a game and a half, because even if they lose this week and both of those teams win, that would put them all in a tie. But the Jaguars would own the tiebreaker. The only way the Jaguars lose the tiebreaker is if they lose another game and, 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 and those teams don't. Or they lose to Tennessee and those teams don't lose the game. And what can make matters worse is if they lose two more games, meaning they only win one down the stretch. Tampa is right now tied, but they own the tiebreakers for their division. They're going to fight like they're going to fight like I don't know what in the home game that they play against the Jaguars to maintain that. And the Jaguars are reeling. So the Jaguars go and they lose. Let's just say the Jaguars lose this Sunday night. And it's very highly probable that that's going to happen, that the Jaguars lose this Sunday to the Baltimore Ravens, who, by the way, are in the driver's seat and have something really, really, you know, important to play for because now the AFC championship and the, the a trip to the Super Bowl actually runs through Baltimore. Inclement weather, nasty, cold, just what everything that fits that team, they have everything to play for now. Everything. And the Jaguars aren't playing well. And in the areas where they don't play well, the Ravens are very good. So it's the Ravens now. Okay. A week later, a four o'clock game. And doesn't that just feel like a loss, a four o'clock game in Tampa after playing a Sunday night game against the Ravens? And Tampa likes to kind of run the football and they got these receivers that can high point the ball and they can still rush, you know, rush the passer. As ugly as their games are, they're, they're still hanging in there. And this is a game that I thought, I know a man Demetrius thought this was a trap game a long time ago, even when the Jaguars are playing well. I thought the Cleveland game was a trap game. But now you got two consecutive games against two teams that have something to play for. What if you lose them both and you end up eight and seven? Then you host the Carolina Panthers, a game that for all intents and purposes, I think everyone should consider the Jaguars our favorite. And that's on New Year's Eve. Guess what it comes down to? It might come down to a trip to Tennessee against the Titans. If you remember, last year's game came down to a trip the Titans took here with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback, and they almost won, and the Jaguars knocked them off and made the playoffs. I think it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be that close. And I'm not 
saying which one of those teams going to catch them. I'm not saying it's going to be Houston. I'm not saying it's going to be because that's a, that's the other part of this equation. One of those teams has to not screw up, and it looks like C.J. Stroud, you know, got banged up the other day. I don't know if he's going to be back. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But then Gardner Minshew is the quarterback of, of the Colts. What do you want to happen? You want to go to Tennessee and everything be on the line, going to Tennessee or cold Tennessee in January with a team that looks like they can rush the passer, which you saw last night, figure out how to get the ball down the field with a quarterback that he just doesn't care, man. Josh Levis, it's something to watch with him over, over two. We talk about CJ Stroud. I don't know. It's just one game, but there's something about the way Josh, I mean, uh, Will Levis plays and he does have a very, very strong arm. That makes me a little bit scared. I'm like, dang, what's going on here in this division, man. So all of this stuff has to has to be weighed and, and, and talked about. Here's the question. Why winning brings retention? And I'm going to tell you this. Every, the obvious thing is to say that we want them to win, right? But listen to this. If they win, they're going to bring everybody back. I'm very, very sure about that. How am I so sure about it? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you in segment two of Locked on Jaguars. First, I want to tell you about the Game Time app, man. That's right, Game Time. Go and download the Game Time app right now because if you're like me, you procrastinate when you're trying to get tickets because you know you always can just find tickets. Well, guess what? Tickets to the Monday night game against Cleveland and Jacksonville, those tickets were hard to find, and I had to refer folks to the Game Time app. That's what they get for wait till the last minute, but Game Time says, come on with your last minute self. I got you covered. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Now, they'll handle everything for you, man. They send you tickets, pictures of where your seats are going to be, all of that stuff. They handle it at the last minute like a charm. You don't have to worry about it. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. It's Game Time. Make sure you get your tickets from Game Time. All right, segment two, starting here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day. We thank you for always making us your first listen. I, I left off of segment one with a question. Why winning brings retention and what it means if the Jaguars back into the playoffs. Let's just assume that they go two and two down the stretch. They finish 10 and seven. But because of some funky tiebreakers or because nobody behind them act like they want, want to come up and take advantage of an opportunity, the Jaguars get into the playoffs. But none of y'all feel real good about it because they essentially would have gone two and four down the stretch to get to 10 and seven. And what if they're all unhealthy and banged up and still not playing? Well, they haven't played a clean game in forever. But they make the playoffs. Let me tell you what that means. That means everybody stays. Everybody stays because this season will not be put in a vacuum. They won't. This season will be for all of those people uh, who, who, who want to keep their job. It's going to start being framed that this is the second year of a process and we've made the playoffs two straight years after being the worst team in the league and having the number one pick in the draft for two or three years in a row. I'm telling you right now, that's what's going to happen. 
if they get into the play and it's not factually incorrect it isn't it's not wrong and, and there's something to be said about that that okay with two years into the program if they go 10 and 7 and they were 9 and uh 9 and 8 last year that means they're like 19 and 15 or something like that over two years and if they get like Cleveland or or or, or well if they yeah if they win a division they ain't gonna get the word they're not gonna get the lowest seed so they're gonna get one of them division winners they might get like Cleveland but they might have to go back to Cleveland and have a duo of that game they can win that game they could have won the game the other day so if they play a little bit better and win and they get back to that second round I'm telling y'all they are not changing anyone even if they don't win the game. Even if they, it, it's super, super competitive, I'm telling you what's going to happen is they're going to look at this as if it's a two-year process, that the Jaguars took another step in their process. And there are a lot of people that predicted that this team could actually be better, but the record doesn't indicate it because they had a tougher schedule. And then they're going to be able to point out the injuries and say, Nobody knows this better than me, so let me fix it. Let me do, let me finish what we've started here. I'm telling you right now, man, it's going to be Mulligan City all over the place because everybody's going to look at the ultimate result and they're going to forget how we got there. In fairness, the ultimate result from last year is they ended up one of the eight best teams in the league according to who was left. But they started out two and seven. So it was, it was all about, how where they ended up and who you were and not how you got there you got there ugly but that doesn't, doesn't doesn't change the fact that you actually got there and were knocking on the door right so this year this year they're not going to pay attention to the fact that we were waiting on the great empire called Kansas City to fall so somebody else could play a, a home playoff game because that actually happened and then we blew the opportunity to do it because we lost two straight games to backup quarterbacks Nobody's going to think about that. Nobody's going to think about eight and three no more than they thought about two and seven at the end of the year if they make the playoffs a second time. And I'm not saying that it's not right. The question that I brought up was, what would you want? Do you want that? It's not ultimately what you want, but what happens? Would you take that? Would you take the fact that they make the playoffs, they may even win a game, And they may play spirited because they don't really, other than the 49ers, they don't really get, nobody really puts one on them. Houston did it and the 49ers did it, but all the other games that they played have been close. So what if they go back to the divisional round in the second round and they play a real good game against, say, Baltimore? They play a real good game against the Ravens. Who by their very nature and the way that they play, they'll allow you to play a good game against them because they, they kind of want to play it in a phone booth. They feel like nobody's going to out-tough them. So they'll make it a tough man contest. And in a tough man contest, sometimes you can flash and do things that'll keep you in the game. So what would you rather have? Would you rather have this team not get in or get in by any means necessary, regardless of what it looks like, give themselves a chance to win in week one. What if they pull it off and then in week two, they go in and, and figure, hey, man, Baltimore ain't no juggernaut. It ain't like they're going to play a team like Miami that's going to be 
that have the capability of putting the game away in the first quarter, right? And they play really, really tough, but they lose that game. Worse yet, they play really, really tough and they win it and end up in the AFC Championship. You know if that happens, they ain't, they ain't making no changes. And then even I might say, well, maybe they shouldn't because that's what we do, right? I told you it's fluid. That's what I mean, man. It's absolutely fluid. But you don't get a chance to make decisions based on fluidity. You have to make them. You might have to make hard decisions when things aren't as defined. Me personally, I wanted to make changes because from a big scheme perspective, I don't think that the way that they're structured right now, they can win a championship. If they do, they're going to have to have everything go right. And Trevor and Doug Peterson are going to have to be on their absolute A game. It's going to be Philly 2017 all over again, and that's a lot to be asking for. I'm going to tell you why not winning may bring change and why that's not such a bad idea also. You heard me. I'm going to say all of that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to say all of that stuff. And I never, never, ever want to talk about not winning when you have a chance to win. But I do have a scenario where that might not be like a terrible thing. I'll tell you what I mean by that. But Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, I'm going to tell you why winning might not be the worst thing, uh, losing might not be the worst thing in the world. Why not winning? I don't ever say losing. Why not winning may not be the absolute worst thing in the world for the Jaguars. Doesn't sound right, does it? Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Yeah, this whole season feels like an oxymoron. I'm going to do all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguar. All right, man, I want to talk to you about Jace Medical, man. I'm going to tell you exactly what a Jace case is. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but we can talk for a minute about preparing for real life. Right. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that's pretty, pretty scary. Here's what the Jace case is. It's a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use their offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Let's say it again. Go to Jace Medical, J A S E M E D I C A L.com and use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your first order. All right, rolling along here, segment three on Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. We've been talking about what would you do and what would you want as fans and why winning 
even a little bit, getting into the playoffs, whether you back in, roller skate in, flip in, fall in, doesn't matter. You made it, right? And then if you get there, it's a whole new season. And we've seen what the Jaguars can do with dialing it up. And they don't lose games by large margins when they do lose. It's always it's always seems like it's them against them and that they're going to make boneheaded mistakes to keep them from winning the game, right? Well, what if all that happens and they advance in the playoffs? So just get in there and make a good showing even after round one. No retention, all retention. They're going to keep everybody. But why does it feel that if they don't win, it'll actually trip the alarm, right? It's like stepping on a Claymore mine or something. It's just going to blow up and it's going to be like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable because of expectations, because of where you were, it would actually show regression. And now instead of explaining or trying to explain why they didn't go further than they did last year and being able to point to those injuries, those injuries will now look and sound like an excuse because here's my point. The thing that I've noticed lately is there's a lot of this and there's a lot of demonstrative finger pointing and squinting and, guys not being on the same page and a lot of guys at this point this late in the season having to stand up and say that people have lack miscommunication even the thought that someone brought up fan noise at a home game to describe why defense the defense uh, had miscommunication problems just don't get caught up in the matrix right and what i mean by that is all of these things seem small until you think about what part of the year it is. And then when you think about how often these things happen, and then when you add them all, all up together, it's like you've been walking down the street and you've been dropping quarters and you had a mile walk and you dropped a quarter like every three steps. One or two quarters ain't that bad, but when you add all of those quarters up, you're going to be short some money. So now... It's not an excuse anymore because you disappointed. You disappointed while this team is building a new stadium. You disappointed while you have new practice facilities. And there have been things like week two, we need to get away. Get away from what? What do you need to get away from? Your brand new practice facility that, that insulates you away from everybody anyway, for the most part. It's like bison burgers. Like you can just be hungry working out, walk past as a dude standing there with a bison burger or whatever. I'm just joking. But still, it's like, what did you need to get away from? It's 90 degrees outside. Ain't nobody around the stadium bothering you. What are you talking about? And now what are you talking about fan noise? And why y'all talking about miscommunication? And why are you saying, that Doug's saying that this shouldn't happen at this time of year? It happens. So at some point, there's a disconnect. Or they're asking people to do things that those people aren't capable of doing. It's one or the other. Or it could be a combination of both. But I'm going to tell you something. Not making the playoffs at this point, if they do go, because I'm going to tell you, let me say this. There is a difference between starting out two and seven and hitting nine and eight and having that carry over from an enthusiasm standpoint than starting out eight and three and going two and four down a stretch and losing a lot of those games to teams that they either have a losing record or that are marginally at or above or right below 500, like mediocre, right? 
and then not making the playoffs or getting into the playoffs and having a kind of game that you've been having all year that is indicative of why everyone expected you to leave the playoffs quickly anyway, if they play like they've been playing. So now that carryover effect is a little bit different because you go into the offseason last year saying, we're just going to keep our team together. We like our team. We're going to retain our guys. Ain't no damn way you're going to do that next year if your guys got into week 14 and 15 and didn't know what they were doing and where they were going and how they were supposed to do it and who they were supposed to do it with. And, and you're coming up here trying to figure out what you need to say to fans. This is why not winning may bring change. Now, by no means am I suggesting that the team ought to try to lose. I don't believe in that. In fact, I believe if you go out and try, don't try as hard as you're supposed to, you're going to get hurt. Because everybody you playing going to be trying. Because you got guys out there, even if they're playing, even if you're playing for the Carolina Panthers, guys are out there trying to put good tape out because they're looking for contracts next year or if they get cut or if they're free agents or wherever. The thing is, is good tape is valuable, but it's no, it's not more valuable than not having bad tape. Having bad tape is the, the worst thing you could ever do. Having good tape is good, but having bad tape, nobody forgets about it. So they're going to have to fight these, these next few games. These next four games, they're going to have to fight. They're going to have to find something that they haven't had all year. I'm not optimistic that they'll be able to do it, but I'm receptive that if they do do it. For me, I'll answer the question. And it's hard. I would rather to make the playoffs two years in a row than to not make it this year. Even if I thought that the better chance for them to make changes were going to happen if they didn't make it. I do think that there's value in winning multiple years in a row. I do. I would want them to make the playoffs so the fans would feel good about it. But I would want them to do that with a caveat. And that caveat is this. Still be smart enough and brave enough to know who you are. Look in that mirror and realize you got lucky. And realize that in order to go a step further or to do something different, that you have to make a change. And they make a change some way, somehow in the personnel department and or on the coaching staff, even if it's a schematic change on defense. I would. That's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do, or I would hope to happen. I want them to make the playoffs and then realize that it was fool's goal and then make the appropriate changes. I want them to make the playoffs and then be pissed that they weren't the home, home team knowing that they could have been. And that the only reason that they weren't had nothing to do with this guy being hurt or that guy being hurt or a bad call here or a bad call there, that it had everything to do with the fact that you fell short when you when you were when you were still a, a, a year away, a year away or a year where you couldn't extend Trevor Lawrence, right? You got him on a rookie deal. You should have been going foot to the floor trying to get as much talent in here and front load those contracts as you could at critical positions, knowing that you weren't going to be able to do it 
from anywhere between now or well in, anywhere between like the off season and, and the next couple of years, you weren't going to be able to go like you go draft and retain once you get your quarterback and you get other people on the roster. I thought they started that process a little bit too quickly. And the reason why you start that process too quickly is because you, you think too much of yourself and you believe in yourself, which is the requirement, but you also have to make hard decisions based on hard realities and not fall in love with your draft picks and not fall in love with yourself and not think that, okay, we're right there. Our guys are going to make it. No, the same thing you tell players when you say it's a business, it's not personal. It's the same thing you got to tell yourself that it's not personal. It's not about you. It's not about the guys you chose that you owe it to this franchise to do whatever it is to put more talent on the field and go for it whenever you have an opportunity. And that's why the 49ers right now are the best team in the NFL. Because despite their blunders in the draft, guess what they've done? They've hit home runs in the draft, and then they've gone out when they had a chance, and they've got premium talent for a little next to nothing. And guess what? They're probably going to be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. All right, man, make sure you check out Locked On's new national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I hope y'all interact with me on this, man, and really, really, really let me know how you feel. I thought a lot about this topic, and I want you guys to enjoy it. Make sure you guys continue to take care of each other and join me again tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily